Hey there, lovely listeners. Jason here. Um, I just wanted to give you a quick heads up that we had a couple of audio hiccups during the recording session for this show. Uh, one of them being my fault. Um, about 15 minutes in, I did realise and quickly correct it, so my audio got much improved. Unfortunately, on one of the other audio tracks, we experienced um, some slight uh, crackling and buzzing when there was talking which uh, was something that we couldn't get rid of. So we've left it in. Um, We think that it doesn't deter from the audio itself and it should still be an enjoyable show for you all. Hopefully you'll enjoy it and uh, I will catch you next time. Greetings and welcome to the Crossplayers Game Club Review for July 2021. My name is Jason and I shall be your host as we have a chat about the games of July and hopefully by the end of the pod we might even have a game of the month. Before I remind you what those games are, let me introduce the lovely guys that are joining me on this podcast. First up, it's the original Absolute Guy, it's Lewis. How you doing Hiya. mate? I'm good, I'm good thanks, you? Yeah, yeah fine thanks. The original Absolute Guy, I like it. I like it. I yes. thought I thought you would like that. <laughs> I thought you would be impressed. I'm, I'm, I'm. You know, some might say that I'm easy to impress, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't let me say, say that I, about you. I am impressed. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also joining us is the ever delightful Alex. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Glad to be back three times in a row. I know it's the, this like trio is becoming the the regular game club, you know, amigos. Yeah, and the three amigos. There you go. And there's uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Great film, right? Great three amigos. Love it. I don't think I've ever seen it. You've what? To go on that, Steve Surprise Martin, Jacob Chase, Martin Short. Hi. Great, great film. I don't know why. I mean, because those three are just amazing actors mm, and yeah. it sounds like a film I should very much enjoy but just haven't seen it but <laughs> what more can what? I say okay okay we'll let you off <laughs> um, we have four delightful games to discuss this evening uh, Gorogoa Sea of Thieves Psychonauts and Worms WMD uh, where should we start Lewis why don't you choose a game? We'll start there. Yeah, okay. Uh, why don't we start with Worms WMD? Ooh, okay. Worms WMD. Did you play this, Lewis? No. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Alex, did you play this? I did. I did. I played it with you. You did, yes. We did have an evening of playing Worms um, and then decided the multiplayer wasn't all that and moved on to see a theme, so... <laughs> yeah. That, that was... Essentially, how it I mean, this is, and I think on the playlist pod, I think you guys spoke about it as well that you hadn't played Worms before. And That's right, yeah. I hadn't played Worms before, so we were both newbies together. Um, mm-hmm. So, if he's both, and, yeah, I remember in the, sorry to cut in, Alex, I remember in the, in the playlist, you said you hadn't played a Worms game, and this would be basically your first experience of it. Have you gone back and have you played any of the other ones? In that kind, in that kind of space of time since that was recorded, just out of curiosity, I haven't. No, no, it, no. Um, I played this <laughs> once with Alex, and then that was enough for me. So, <laughs> uh, 
Um, but from, I mean, yeah, I think that's probably a fair point. I don't think either of us came away with the best feeling for the game that night. Um, no, I found it um, quite slow. Um, not only necessarily with the loading times, but with the actual in-between moves. It seemed quite slow, didn't it? Yeah. And I mean, that could very much have been down to the fact that both of us were new to it and didn't really know what we were expecting. But I think even the multiplayer felt quite slow in comparison to how I did play some of the single-player missions. And I actually quite enjoyed some of them. Like, they were quite funny. I mean, I think Worms is kind of known for its humour and its take on basically any way you can kill these little worms um, so there is quite a lot of humour there from that perspective and I'd say I definitely enjoyed those single player missions much more than the multiplayer and I think it was to your point that it felt like it took forever um, yeah yeah like a, a 10 move game was like half an hour or something wasn't it yeah and I don't know if that would have been better if there was maybe more I was playing and it maybe wouldn't have felt quite as possibly cold. I mean the game the game may have still taken the same amount of time but it maybe just wouldn't have felt the same if there were maybe more people involved yeah yeah but that that was my basic take out from Worms on that on that one experience was was it was quite slow and it was a bit clunky and because it kind of chugged and it wasn't smooth um, it didn't really hold the interest for me to want to continue playing it. And yeah. I didn't play any of the single-player aspects of this game. I know you did, Alex. How did you find that? Yeah, they were good. I mean, I think it's quite a good introduction to the game because basically the single-player um, kind of almost acted like a little bit of a tutorial and kind of familiarise yourself with the controls with what each of the weapons did to kind of what the premise of the game was because I think it's one of those obviously Worms is such a well-known franchise over the years but if you haven't played it you don't really have a clue what you're supposed to be doing particularly if you're not used to do, playing strategy games either which I'm mm. not really um, but I think my biggest takeaway from it was probably the humour like mm-hmm. the names of some of the um, some of the landscapes some of the levels kind of the jokes that were in there. Probably the other point to mention is that it does look very pretty because it's all, I think, 2D hand-drawn, so actually the aesthetic of the game's really nice. Um, so I think it, it's just a shame that I felt the gameplay let it down, but maybe that's just it's maybe not my type of game as much as anything. Yeah, possibly. I mean, it's, it's not really my kind of genre either, but you don't know these things until you try. And uh, like you mentioned about the humour, and I think that was probably one of the biggest things I took away from it, uh, from what you've said about it, but also from what we did in the, in the game, uh, raised a few chuckles, didn't it? Like from yeah. mis- uh, miscontrolling um, a vehicle or just completely losing control and just falling off the edge into the sea and killing yourself. <laughs> yeah, there's was quite a classic, a few suicidal missions. Yeah, yeah, quite a few suicidal missions in there. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, I mean, yeah. it, it, it did raise a chuckle, um, but just not enough to really um, warrant me wanting to play more. I yeah. think the other thing, just remembering about it was, as well, like, when you moved the actual worm, they were really slow as well, which didn't help. But then, like, yeah. if you'd blown up a piece of the scenery and then you had that, like, really random, like, piece 
left over from from a bomb and it could be that really thin arched piece and you trying to jump over it it would take you forever because of the way how the worms jump and the yeah. way the, the worms move and then like you've only got a certain amount of time um to complete your move and then if you're trying to just get over this like random piece of scenery it it was quite frustrating as well just I'm just yeah. sat here smiling, listening to you say that because I was I kind of reading on the Wikipedia pages in it. It's uh, the same gameplay as Worms Armageddon, probably my favourite Worms game. And just you uh, describing trying to get over like a tiny sliver of land, mm-hmm. or you try yeah. and you try and jump onto it. Yeah, that is very frustrating. You used yes. to use like the grapple hook or whatever it was called to try and uh, get round some stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, everything, or, everything you're saying just it just sounds like an old worms game, and I'm kind of yeah. thinking yeah. myself that I didn't <laughs> didn't play it because I think it sounds quite good. Uh, <laughs> Maybe we need to give it another chance sometime. Maybe, uh, but we we don't have that nostalgia power no. power in us, no. um, whereas a lot of people do, like Lewis. Um, so, if we, I think if we had that nostalgia towards the worms games, and we kind of knew what to expect walking into it then maybe we might have come out of it with a different kind of opinion. But yeah. as newcomers to the game, um, I, that's just, I think that's uh, obviously what our opinions are on it. Yeah. And I think probably for me there was one serious issue and it was the fact I think we'd already played Sea of Thieves. Yes. And, we're about, and we got to that stage like, why was that in here playing this when we could be playing Sea of Thieves? <laughs> yes, and I think when I said was, that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then we went. Let's just finish this one, and then do that, <laughs> and then yeah. and then stayed up until uh, half past midnight um, trying to complete this mission and completely uh, ripping our hair out trying to figure out how to end the bloody thing. But yeah. I'm sure we'll come on to that when we. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Lelena said on Discord that um, she played Worms with my family, and that was a lot of fun. I appreciate that the game has a lot of options, fun to play with tanks and copters. But in the end, I played classic game modes. I like that this game was easy to get some of my non-gaming friends to try it out. It was easy enough for them to learn after one frustrating match as they learned the weapons. And they enjoyed the experience in the end. I was a bit bummed to not have had the chance to play this with the Crossplayers crew. Um, and Mark said that Worms was it's not a bad game. Decent single player. Would be a good party game in person. Not a fan of the online multiplayer. Some differences to the ones of old. Some work, others do not. Do you agree with what they said? Yeah, I, I think so. I think the one thing I'd say is um, Lena must have some talented friends because we certainly weren't picking it up <laughs> after one game. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Um, okay. It was her choice, that, was it not? It was her choice? It was her choice, yeah. Definitely. Um I just well, maybe add one thing to what you said there. I actually think it would probably be a more fun experience as a couch co-op. I think if you were sitting there playing that with someone, yeah, I think you would enjoy it a lot more because you'd probably just kind of like, ha-ha, look what I just did to sure. you. Yeah. Slimy thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, to, to go back to playing Worms games like years and years ago, there's you know, a lot of um, satisfaction comes from you being on one cliff and then your friend being like not too far away, like maybe on the other side of like a, other side of the cliff or whatever, and you're just getting a bazooka and powering it up to its full and just blasting them off the edge. 
very very satisfying it's always good to, to see the person knowing what you're going to do you laughing when you're doing it them also kind of chuckling away good fun um okay where shall we go next um shall we talk about sea of thieves yeah let's talk about sea of thieves um where, where shall we begin with sea of thieves um for me personally maybe it was uh it was a game that i didn't really know much about i never really gave it much attention because it was a uh, very much an online multiplayer thing that came from it so i didn't for those for that reason alone didn't really give it the attention but actually sitting down and playing it um showed that actually it contained quite a lot of fun gameplay um yeah and that they had realized the pirates world effectively in a kind of like a fortnightly fortnightly kind of graphic way mm-hmm. um and I had a lot of fun, especially with the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean missions. They they were a lot of fun. And I think that kind of structure of doing a mission with somebody over just exploring a random piece of land was more fun for me. I don't know if you two agree with that. Yeah, I mean, like, I'd, I'd, I had tried... To, so when I first got my Xbox, maybe this time last year, I had tried to jump in at Sea of Thieves because... The kind of pedigree that it came with, with it being a rare game, again, a rare, rare, rareware being a developer from my childhood, keen to jump back into it, back into one of the games. And I remember playing it and just not knowing what to do mm. and getting really frustrated. It's not a video game kind of game. It doesn't hold your hand. It kind of no. it maybe subtly hints at bits and pieces for you to kind of direct you, but... It is not obvious. Even when you get even when you get into it, it's not obvious what you should really be doing. Um, so one lunchtime, I think it was the morning or the afternoon after you guys had played it the night before. Alex, am I right in saying that? Yeah, I think so. That we jumped in together, and um, you were kind enough to redo that first uh, mission or quest, whatever you want to call it, uh, with me. And um, from that point, like you can kind of hold your hand. And it tells you kind of where to go. It'll uh, at least prod you in the right directions. Uh, from there, I kind of took it upon myself, and I played it from then on, on my own. Just jumped in my sloop, you know, picked an <laughs> island, got mm-hmm. some uh, you know messages in a bottle. And I done because you can get quests via via messages in a bottle. So I did that. I uh, spent a lot of time just sailing around, being a gobshite, uh, shooting cannons at people, <laughs> um, failing mostly, uh, encountering the megalodon. You know, all good fun. It was uh, good fun. One thing I did yeah. think. One thing I said that when we were playing was that it was when we were in a cave. We're going to the cave. So you, you, Jason, you did the first. What's it? What are they called again? I've totally forgot. It's not. It's not tall, a mission. It's tall tale. The tall tales. Um, the first one. You're gonna go in into the cave and you can hear like echoing down from further in the cave, like yo ho ho. Mm-hmm. And that the way and the way that characters were appearing in front of me, like you know, as if it was uh, obviously by where you are placed, they'll appear when you get to a certain point. It was a lot like a like a like a theme, like walk through kind of ride at Disneyland or something like that. Like, 
it was exactly, exactly like that because I've been on the Pirates ride in Florida and it completely reminded me of that ride. Yeah. That, yeah, so I, I'd say I've, I've, I've not, but just on, yeah, just that kind of Disney stamp of you're, you're going on, you're on the ride or whatever and you get to a certain room and there's, you know, audio cues and stuff's happening. I thought it was really, really cool. Really, really cool. Yeah, it was really cool. Really enjoyed that first mission. Um, yeah. Really enjoyed the second one up to a certain point. But <laughs> did you did you play try and yes. play the first, uh, the second one, Lewis? Or was I that- didn't. So I I felt really guilty because I'd done <laughs> I'd done uh, three quarters of the first first one with Alex, mm-hmm. and I was like, well, I don't know when I'm going to get to play with him again. So I finished it on my own. Um, but I never actually got around to doing, or I've still still not done the second one, just because I was trying to do the quests from the merchants at the outposts. So like gold collectors, whatever they're called, uh, just kind of doing stuff uh, through them. And um, I never actually went back. I never went back to the to the tall tales. Fair play, um, but like you're saying about the. Uh, hold handing at the beginning. I mean, they completely just abandoned that after after that, didn't they? And like, I think that was uh, something else that they, or it's just something that they could maybe improve on in yes. in some ways because yeah. a lot of the time you just had no clue. And in some ways, that's good. I'm not saying like we want like complete hand holding um, and telling us every aspect and everything to do but maybe just some kind of um hints every now and again uh like the mission that we keep bringing up where me and alex did and we got right to the end but then we just had didn't have a clue what what we needed to do to finish that mission and then because it was underwater we were we we kept running out of air dying going back to our boat and then having to swim all the way back down to the bottom of the sea again Um, then trying to swim around and try and figure out what we're doing again drown go back to our boat um, and then obviously because you go to the ferryman beforehand as well, so then you've got to do that section, wait for that, for the door to open as well. Um, and it became it became slightly frustrating in that sense, mm. even if like w- what we needed to do, even if like the, the in the end it was the statues, wasn't it? We had to shoot two statues two times. Yeah. Uh, and that would have finished the mission. Yeah. Um, and we only it, shot them once. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing happened. <laughs> like, oh, that's what we're supposed to do. So I don't know, even if those uh, statues kind of like highlighted as your cursor went over them or um, they like a command button came up on the screen as you went past it or just some kind of small hint would have been helpful, I think. And in some of the other aspects of that game, I feel like they could have done something similar. No, I would basically agree with what you're saying there, Jason, I think from my perspective and probably to your point as well, Lewis, this is a game like like from when it came out I wanted to play but I've always found it far too daunting to even try. So I feel like this was had been a really good opportunity to try it and I think the Pirate's Life content actually does make it that bit more accessible because you're not just thrown into the open world with no idea mm. what you're doing. At least you can go and start these tall tales and that gives you a starting point and it maybe yeah. doesn't hold your hand too much, but it does kind of just gently kind of ease you into it. And I wouldn't say any of those tales are not the ones I've done. I think I've done the first four. I've definitely done three. I might have done the fourth one. Um, 
but there's bits in it that's difficult but there's nothing in it that's overly difficult so it does certainly feel like it's more accessible um but it was almost a bit of strength in numbers all going in together a bit like right okay none of us know what we're doing and let's let's see where we end up but it's definitely been a lot of fun i mean i think the sessions that we've kind of had whether it's been me you jason i mean you lewis um it's been a lot there's not been many times i've not laughed yeah it's, it's, it's good humor i mean you end up doing something stupid i mean i had great fun dressing my dressing my boat up as an xbox the only yeah. thing my disappointment was i couldn't call it lorry um but <laughs> it's it's a good fun game to play together and i think that's his yeah. biggest you kept on throwing up on me draw. i did you just, you just walk up to me and go but <laughs> is that raw chicken <laughs> but i think um like the other side of the game like, like the exploration uh, uh even on the pirates tales like there there always seemed to be quite a long period of time between where you're going from the outpost to where you needed to go on the sea um which was also something that i mean if you wanted to just play a quick session yeah. of a game you can't really do that because you no. can spend five ten minutes just sailing the seas and if you've got the time that's great and and they try and give you the control you know like with the sails and and everything else um and even, even like the musical instruments i mean that was great yeah. um just just standing on your boat and we're both playing a pirate tune with our random instruments that we've got in our in our bag um it really it really did set a scene it really did give you a little bit of atmosphere uh kind of did make you feel a little bit like a pirate which was cool but just those long sea journeys were also probably just something um that was slightly negative for me i think it just reminded me of something there is that the reason behind me only doing one of the tall tales is that on the basis of the first one, I think we went through it quite quickly, but I think in total it still took us like, or like in total it was again maybe an couple hour and twenty, yeah, or like, yeah, a couple hours, or, or whatever, like hour and a half or something. I was like, do I want to get, like, you know, in terms of time, like I don't know how long I might have on a particular game before I need to go and do something, you know. I was like, do I want to get invested in a tale, knowing that I might not get to finish and have to pick it back up and we're sorted or do I just want to like sail the seas and see what I can see and mm-hmm. visit an island and do a couple of quests that are that I find there that are that island specific. Yeah. And then I would still end up I would end up doing that. Yeah. Just, like little side missions for a couple of hours and be like, well I probably could have done the the tall tale. Um Yeah. I think because and, and you go sorry. No, I think the thing that frustrated me as much about that as well as was even if you then chose to do it in sections and then you maybe did finish at a checkpoint, you had to travel back to the start of the tale to be able yeah. to get back into it. I think if there'd maybe been a little happy medium in there to say, right, okay, you were in the middle of this tale, so if you select that, then we'll transform you there. Um, rather than having to then travel back to the kind of starting point of the tale to then have to find one of those um, statues to take yeah. you to the bit that you were at I think that was the bit that stopped me from then going back because I think Jason when me and you were playing I thought oh will we go and finish off that bit that we didn't do right and like oh it's going to take us about 20 minutes to actually get to where we need to go so mm-hmm. will we just do some other stuff and I know mm-hmm. um, that probably we didn't really make we probably didn't enjoy that as much that night and I think it yeah. was probably partly 
to do that. I, think... I mean, essentially, what it's missing is um, some sort of pirate ship we bought to enable fast travel. Yeah. I, mean, I think if, <laughs> if we can yeah. add something like that in there, then um, yeah, you've done it. I remember the one that we did um, where you were trying to find the treasure chest and <laughs> you couldn't find that bloody thing no matter how hard you tried and uh, it was eventually found by me. Yeah. But <laughs> I couldn't read the map. In a, in a quite simple place, but yeah. <laughs> moving on. Um, I think what you were saying about the the spawning as well it reminded me of the t- of that way we kept dying but you we kept getting spawned at an outpost uh, which could be quite a distance away from what where we were and what we and the goal that we were trying to achieve, and then I think um, there was one instance where I was on the ship while trying to get back to the island, and you died, and then you were stuck at an outpost, but yeah. I was still on the ship. So and but you, and you didn't have a ship. I can't really remember how that was resolved, but I mean I think I think it's, I made, it appealed for me to get oh, back okay. on the ship. Yeah, um, but. No, that that was quite frustrating. Um, but I mean, to each frustration, there was probably like little gems to the game as well. Like it was a, probably just even like, like to those missions we were doing. It was the fact that I could stand there with a map, but press a button to turn around so I mm-hmm. could hold it up for you yeah. to look at it and things like that. Yeah. I mean, it's those little things that. And it was a good feeling, you know. We we felt like you know we were both looking for this treasure chest and. Um, it was a good feeling to, to, to find it, you know, and, and uh, you know, we, we were trying to work together for that one goal and that was a good aspect of the game, definitely. Yeah, I tried to find a chicken. <laughs> and no idea of a chicken suit we needed to try and find. That's like, nothing, like, when we had, um, it was during the first Tall Tale that we were doing and I had the, I my torch in my hand and I was like, it's not really doing anything. Then I realised if you hit, like, L, B or whatever the button is, it actually, you actually raise your torch up so you can see. Yeah. So stuff like stuff, stuff like when I was mentioning like non-video gamey kind of things, it's like you have your torch in your hand, but if you don't hold it at arm's length, it's not going to illuminate anything for you. Yeah. Okay. No, I, li- I like that feature. It was cool. I think the biggest shame for me that was that we never actually managed to play it all together. Um, yeah. I think it would have been good if we'd have got four of us on a ship. I think that would have been good fun. You two used a galleon, did you not? You couldn't see where you were going. <laughs> <laughs> or was that? that yeah. not, no, that was us, actually, wasn't it? We did that as well with the Xbox. Yeah, we ended up doing it, yeah. Because um, we I think Dan was supposed to join us and then couldn't. So we had started yeah. on the bigger ship. And then it was like... But, it, it, I mean, it's quite good from that perspective as well. So the way they work, the different size ships, to make it easier for you to play in whatever numbers you're wanting to play in because we even on that ship's like right we need to raise your ankle let's give it 10 minutes and start going down because there's <laughs> only like one or two of us um yeah but it, having... it's good in that aspect as well like um with like one of us has got to stick the ship one of us has got to you know run around and, and look at the map room and and tell the other if we're going in the right yeah. direction and and that kind of stuff um, and then obviously if it was a bigger boat, then one would be doing the sails yeah. and other such nonsense. I've just, just remembered, we were, we, uh, when I was playing with Alex, we were sailing somewhere. And I was, I was at the, I was like, I, I was at the steering wheel, whatever you want to call it. And I was like, there's a funny creaking, there's a funny creaking noise. <laughs> and the, the sea was really, really choppy. I was like, there's a funny creaking noise here. He goes, oh, maybe it's just because of the wind. 
And then, like, a minute later, you went, oh, we're sinking. <laughs> <laughs> like, the bottom of the boat had totally flooded and the waves were over and that was us oh, done. No. It was just like, okay, then. Right, so when you hear when you hear creaking, if you've if you not played Sea of Thieves yet, <laughs> people listening, and you hear a lot of creaking for your boat, you are sinking. Mm-hmm. That's what that's yeah. telling you. You're going down. You need to yeah. plug that hole and get that water <laughs> off. Kill the hole. Yeah. Too many holes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, um, it's got its flaws. But I mean, the 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 fun that was had. I, I, I think did, did you didn't you even set your own ship on fire, Lewis? Uh, yeah, I think yeah. I'll blame Alex on that. We went down <laughs> with the ship. Yeah, I think oh, there's okay. a photo of you at the very. I've got a photo of you at the very top with the the crow's nest going down yeah. with the ship. <laughs> but that was Amazing. like towards the we're like, well, it's just I think that was at the end of our game. We're yeah. gonna say we're gonna sign off as well. We might as well. Like just burn the ship, and it took ages. <laughs> to be fair, it took ages to go up. Like uh-huh. we're standing yeah. watching it for ages. How did you even start that? Don't just say like for fire, but what was it with, fire, the, with the lantern? Or oh, okay, the fire bombs. And then that was yeah. uh, there was the other thing that you found that was really funny was that you could f- shoot your teammate from the cannon. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. was good. Um, I it's never... funny watching you go away because like, I remember firing you out of the cannon. I was like, gone a long, long way in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, It'd be quite a good tactic for them um, if you're out in the battles, trying to fire each other on the other ship to, yeah, yeah. to yeah. take some of the people out. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think the one thing you see about this game is that it's a proper good co-op game. I mean, you need to work together. Yeah. You, you the... definitely need to work together. You You can't really play this game on your own. It's not... Really, I mean, it lets you, but it's it's not designed for that at all. I mean, I, I did I did enjoy myself on, on more. Like, and, like, as soon as you get the kind of, as soon as you get the kind of base points down, like okay, like you need to do X, Y, and Z to go in the one direction, and you know, if you just head to a random island. It's 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 easy enough, but yeah, it's it, it, I, I agree on the fact that it's designed for for more than one. But I'm glad it does have that option to to play on your own, like with a smaller ship. Yeah, yeah, that's good to yeah. have those different size ships for your for whatever party you've got. Um, it's definitely yeah. for an accessibility point. Definitely a, a, a one of the best choices they made. Yeah, and I think the pirate lives tales themselves are actually not too bad on their own because I did a couple of them on my own and I thought it was actually okay. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine um, that they're on their own is good. Um, I think just like obviously with the sailing of the boat itself, it's just not. Yeah. It's just not meant for one person like me. I did try it and like trying to steer the ship and then run uh, to look at the map uh, to make sure I'm going in the right direction, and then run back before I crash into something. <laughs> yeah. um, was was quite a, a chore. So yeah. I mean, many times we really needed to perfect that handbrake turn, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> oh God, can you remember that bit where we tried to come out? I crashed into the island, and then yeah. I tried to turn <laughs> the boat around, and then got wedged between two yeah. rocks. <laughs> and then it took us about five minutes to try and back out, um, so we could actually move because we were completely wedged. It was. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I've got no idea how we're supposed to get out of this, Alex. No idea whatsoever. But. Yeah. Um, I kind of managed to reverse the boat, didn't I? And uh, we got there. Uh, we got out in the end. Yeah. Um, so it, it gives you those scenarios. It gives you those memories because when I think of Sea of Thieves now, that's what I'll be thinking about. So mm. I definitely think we should try and arrange and play it again. Or play it. Yeah. Even try and play it regularly. It's one of those games. I think you could maybe 
set one Saturday or one random night a month and get a few people together and enjoy, I think. But there's all the other good games for to play. There's all yes. the games. <laughs> there's all the games, but sometimes sometimes you just need that stand and say comfort food. Um, and it's very much a game that if you were maybe feeling a little bit rubbish, you got a few of your friends together, you sat a couple of drinks Saturday night, sailing and doing some quests, you would perk right up. Do you do you think you prefer this game over other online multiplayers, say like Knockout City? Um, Very different. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, don't, I don't think, I think it's a game that kind of for me almost sits in its own from that perspective because any other kind of online multiplayer game has some sort of competitive aspect to it. I mean, this kind of does because you've got all the different, we probably didn't get into enough detail of that because you have all the different, was it? emissaries or factions or I can't remember mm. what they were called um, so there probably is an element in that but I feel like this is much more a, as long as you don't get absolute asses that are going to come and get try and just take you out for the sake of it which we did suffer at one point Jason I remember um, yeah yeah the fuckers wouldn't leave us alone you're going to enjoy it yeah and yeah. a bit like we've got nothing to steal leave us alone no. <laughs> um, but they were just determined to take us out and yeah. that was that uh, but I, I don't think they're really for me not that comparable and I'm not a person that plays that many online multiplayer games to mm-hmm. begin with generally because I'm just rubbish at them but mm. um, I think it kind of sits out on its own from that perspective mm. Cool. Um, Mark on Discord said that there's potential here didn't play much but it was fun and has improved vastly since launch can see with a regular crew this being very good um, and Lelena on Discord said that she thinks it is a fun excuse to get together online, drink beers with friends from afar and have a good chat and laugh. I've, <coughs> excuse me. I view it as a hanging out game. I didn't like that there didn't feel to be any progression of any kind other than costumes. I had fun shooting the shit with some friends, but beyond that, nothing compelled me to play solo. Which is fair. I mean, and I don't think you. it's... You do progress. There is progression in terms of like you you level up with whatever whatever faction or whatever you want to call it. Like you, you do level up with them, and I think the further you go, the more reward you get. Yeah, and it does have the is it the plunder pass? It's called or the, mm. the, the um, which I'm assuming you level up as you go for each season, and then yeah. the more you progress, the more rewards that you get. But I think probably to Elena's point i don't think it wants you to play solo mm. i don't think it's a game no, that is definitely. really trying to sell you the solo experience yeah yeah definitely it's definitely uh built for for co-op absolutely um uh is there anything else you want to guys want to mention on on sea of thieves before i move on don't think so okay no, don't think so. let's uh let's have a quick chat about gorogoa then before we move on to psychonauts and uh it's quite a like, delightful little game, I thought. Um, yeah. yeah. We're very uh, interesting ways of giving you puzzles, but told in a maybe not what you completely know what's going on kind of story, but there was some form of story there. And, uh, yeah, I, some of the, you know, like the, the way that you had to zoom in on some pictures and then zoom in again... So for, for anybody that doesn't really know what we're talking about, like the game shows itself in four grids and then those four grids have four different kind of images. 
uh, you can move from left to right in some of them and then say there's a window in one of the images you can click on that and it will zoom through the window and go outside of the building and give you a completely different aspect uh, and and a completely different options to choose to click on and then you can click on something else and it will zoom in on that um, but then like there was puzzles where you could use one thing from one grid and combine it with another grid uh, yeah. And then combine that with the third grid to complete a, you know, the puzzle. So then you could continue the story, um, which which made the puzzles really intricate, didn't it? And but very interesting. Like um, the the simple one at the beginning was like you had a bird on a tree, and then you had to zoom through a window to um, another tree. But then if you dragged that image up next to the one with the bird in, it created a whole branch with the tree um which then made the bird fly off and drop this yeah. apple which then you caught um and, and then that helped you progress through the story um and it's all told in very uh like hand drawn kind of graphics wasn't it um just just i mean it's only a couple of hours long so it wasn't nothing that that majorly took a long time but i think the time that i spent with it was memorable um yeah. i don't know if that is, if do you agree with all that alex I do. I think this is a really great little game. I mean, probably a point to note. I played this on my phone, and I never play games on my phone. But yeah. I thought, I think for the type of game it was, I thought, yeah, okay, this will work quite nicely on my phone, and I'm really glad that I did. And I think I'd agree with your point. I think the story was kind of difficult to work out exactly what it was supposed to be doing. I think essentially it was the story of this guy's life and you'd kind of from a child up and then i mean i knew i was trying to collect fruit in a bowl uh there was this like random chinesey style dragon roaming the lands um and i had to collect these five fruits to help like deter this dragon away or or some sort but yeah um i'm sure there's more deep full deep full meanings and hidden in this game that i didn't pick up on and i'm sure someone's screaming at me going oh why didn't you it was, yeah. you know, right in front of your face. Why didn't you not notice this or whatever? But um, I, th- I think, from my perspective, I thought it was basically the story of this guy's life, looking back from childhood up, and I think essentially going through war potentially, and then kind of seeing the kind of buildings and where he lives and his home and his city being kind of war torn and then rebuilt. Mm-hmm. And I, I felt like that was the kind of story it was trying to tell you. And I think. From looking at it initially, it was initially supposed to be uh, basically an interactive novel, which it kind of ended up being anyway, but I don't know if it wasn't exactly that because the story didn't really translate as well as maybe they wanted it to. But, I mean, it takes nothing away from the puzzles. I mean, some of these puzzles were genius. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're kind of sitting there for a little while and you're just clicking in these pictures and you're just looking at it and you're like, what am I supposed to be doing here? But... Yeah. It wasn't like, all right, I've had enough, I'm turning that off, that's just stupid. You're, you're looking at it and like, right, there must be something I'm missing and you're constantly thinking, right, there's something I'm missing here. But they were so varied as well. I think the one that sticks in my head is where you had to guide the train around the map. Yeah. So you basically, it started off, I think, as a, the first picture was a, was it a flyer for the subway or something like that? It was something like that. And then if you yeah. clicked into some of the other pictures you essentially seen different parts of 
the track, but one part of the track was a ladder in a picture, so you had to zoom into that picture and it became a bit of the track and then you had to guide this. I think it was the other way around. Yeah, I think I think you and I think you did all that, but then later on you used the same train map um to connect to make to, a ladder. To make a lad a, a second part yeah. of a ladder that was in another picture for for you to then climb up. Um and I, I, quite early on, I, I could make that um, connection, but then I couldn't figure out how to make that connection until later yeah. on. Um, but yeah, there, there's a lot of, like, even the moving the tile, and then you realise, oh, I'm not moving, I'm moving this and uncovering a picture behind the tile, and then yeah. I have to have to find the right one to then merge with the other one to create that yeah. solution. And I think the other one that stuck in my head was like you had to for that train section, but to get onto the train, you needed to add a add a coin into the you know for a fare into the machine. Mm-hmm. But then you had to go to another one and zoom in on this man, and then uh, I can't remember what it was. You had to combine that with this round circle to to create this kind of coin shape with this man's head in it, and then you combine that with this yellow thing. Uh, which then created a coin, which then you could drag yeah. onto the train, and then the the guy would use it to get onto the train. Um, so in those those kind of aspects, you know, the, the puzzles were just amazing. Just nothing I've ever really experienced before. No, it was so creative. I mean, for someone, for one person to sit and have that level of creativity and to actually bring it to fruition, I think is incredible. I mean, it's, yeah, and it was. It was such a wide array of puzzles, and I think I said that already, but I mm. mean, you weren't sitting there going, right, I've done that once, I need to, that's what I need to do again, or oh, I need to do that again. It was very, like every scene was essentially different, and I think it was, the, I think the bit that really I really liked was how a lot of the ideas were to bring it into perspective. So if you used one picture in one square, it looked like there was this huge building, but if you moved it over next to another square, it blended into being a smaller part of the building in another square. It was just so intelligent. Mm. I mean, and uh, I'd never heard of this game before Mark mm. had pitched it on the on the playlist, and uh, I'm really glad he did, because uh, um, it's, def- it's a game that will uh, stick with me, I think. It's almost classic because it's Annapurna, isn't it? Am I yes, that? It is Annapurna. It, it is Annapurna, yeah. yeah. It, it's classic Annapurna. Like yeah. that kind of game that's a little bit different, but it's going to engage you and it's going to, you like, need to play this and I need to get to the end. I mean, it's, it's very well done. Yeah. Um, and uh, you saying about Annapurna has reminded me of their direct presentation that's happening this Thursday. So. Uh, Ooh. I'm quite looking forward to seeing what they've got in store for us on that. Um, you haven't played this, did you, Lewis? No. I, I, when you said it was on phones, I went and had a look on the app store for it. Uh, I, ca- I can't remember how much it was, but I didn't want to pay any money for it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think it's £4.99 on there. Yeah, I got. I, I, I was trying to not spend any anything that anything extra that... that through July, knowing that I was having to remortgage the house to get all the Zelda stuff, um, <laughs> yeah. so I never that kind of did kind of hamper. I'm going to I'm going to use that as an excuse oh, okay. for for Game Club for for July, yeah. even though most of the games are on Game Pass. But anyway, that's beside the point. Um, so yeah, so I never. Yeah. I, I want it looks it looks intriguing. It looks like a lovely wee game. Sure, um, if you've got a you know a spare five pound loafing around at any point, then uh, it's, it's, it's definitely worth it. 
I mean, I've been I've been paid now. Maybe I can I can play it tomorrow. Oh, there you go. Cha-ching. You only need a couple of hours. It literally yeah. only takes a couple of hours. Yeah. I mean, I did the same. The only reason I got it on the phone, I think it was what maybe twelve quid on Xbox or something. But on the phone, I think it was Google Play. I had Google Play credit, and it was about three pounds. So mm. that was it was it was quite it was quite a good timing for us because it was in a Switch sale. Um, so I picked it off at three pound thirty three p. I think it was. So mm. yeah, it was a good deal. Um, well, let's move on to our last game then. Oh no! Before I do that, let me read out some thoughts from uh, from Lelena and Mark. Uh, Lelena says, "I didn't give Gorogoa enough of my time. It looked beautiful, but I'm not sure if I was just in the, but I'm not sure if I was just in the wrong headspace. But I could not figure it out. I'll have to go back to that one." And Mark said that he loves this little puzzler. Head scratching in places, but rewarding when you get through a bit you have been struggling with. Played it before and it was a, it was as playable again this time. Beautiful looking. And I think he makes a point there. Like um, It was definitely one of these games that when you did figure it out, you got that real good, big feel of achievement when, when you did that on your own without looking it up. <laughs> yeah. I think my biggest... Not biggest regret, I was going to say, but I think probably I just wish I'd understood the story a bit better. Yeah, but I mean, if that's the only gripe that we've got with the game in itself, I mean, that's quite impressive, I think. If we, if we think, you know, it was just the story that wasn't as clear, but then it was, I don't think it was ever meant to be clear um, by the way it was designed. Um, yeah, a very good, very good top to your game and I said if that's the only grab that we can think of for it then um, um, yeah very good game yeah well let's move on to our last game um, Psychonauts this was um, um, I don't know how to say it really um, it was a, a surprising a, a submission from Lelena in, a, in the playlist for for July and I wasn't really sure how I felt about going to play it. And that's yeah. probably a bit bad, maybe, because it's an old game. Um, you know, I've gone back and played many. I think the trouble is, like, where we've got so many old games uh, available to us, where through, you know, legal means or maybe illegal means, um, we go back and play these older games and then we just leave it because we're like, it, yeah. it doesn't resonate with me as much as it did when I originally played it. Um, which, and I know that didn't really mean anything to me on this occasion because I'd never even heard of the game um, before Lelena uh, suggested it. Um, when I saw it was such an old game, I wasn't really sure how I would get on with it um, yeah. through the graphic. Not maybe not through the graphics. Maybe that's one. Maybe yeah, it's a bit hard to to say, isn't it? Maybe, you know, the graphics are aged, uh, and graphics really shouldn't have anything to do with it. But it kind of does in some ways, and. Uh, the, also the mechanics uh, control scheme of the game also made me ponder on how I would find the game but when I did play it I was uh, all those fears just went away Yeah. and what was left was uh, man I'm really enjoying this game um, you feel the same way? All I can say is, why on earth have I never played this game before? Yeah, like, definitely, yeah, pretty much. I mean, and I know why my, my I answer is because I never had an Xbox, which is probably why I never heard of it I in did. the first place. You did, you've got no excuse, so, no. you know. 
I mean, it's funny because I was looking earlier at the basically the kind of history of this game. So I think it was supposed to be, I think, a, an original Xbox launch or almost launch title, and then it kind of had a little bit of development hell and then took a little bit longer. But I think when it was launched initially, it only sold 100,000 copies. Um, mm-hmm. And I think then Double Fine managed to get the rights back and I did a little bit of it. And I think now it's sold over one and a half million in various forms, which is quite impressive given how it started. But this game is incredible. I mean, I think that's all. And I know when we were listening to Lelena talking about it on the playlist pod and her saying it was her favourite game ever, and I'm like, all right, okay. Mm. Um, and hearing her describe it. And I had. I have been my person really looking forward to Psychonauts 2. I've been kind of following Psychonauts 2 and we're very nearly there with it now. And now I cannot wait to play Psychonauts 2 because I such had such fun with what I've played of this game and I will finish it before Psychonauts 2 comes out. I think I've only maybe done about three of the levels, but mm-hmm. it's such a good, funny, the, the whole, enjoyable 3D game, 3D yeah, platformer game. The whole... Um just the whole premise of the game itself yeah. is just so clever and it's it reeks of that time with the uh, exploration and the hubs and the camera controls and the jumping mechanics. Uh, those last two are probably the two bits that I found a little bit difficult handling, but apart from that, um, I mean, it looks, it looks clean. It looks fresh. It still looks quite fresh on the Xbox. Um, but the, the the whole idea of like jumping into a different character's brain is just brilliant because it it gives the developers the opportunity to just create whatever they want within a game. Yeah, and that's exactly what they did. It and it gave you um, uh, freshness. Um, you didn't really know what to expect next, and mm-hmm. um, you know one level can be. Comp- completely different to the next one and it gave you just gave you that um yeah that uh, there's another word i'm trying to think of but i can't um but yeah just that freshness of of those different kind of things just amazing yeah and i I mean i feel like we're really benefiting for some of these things just now with the kind of 20th anniversary of xbox because they're releasing this type of game on the game pass i think we've over maybe the last three months now, we've had this, we've had like, Conquer a Bad Fur Day, and then this month we've got Blinks of Time, Sweeper and Crimson Sky. So we're getting these classic games to play again. And I don't think the other ones will have held up as well as this. But it's been so nice to play this game. And when you said to me when we were talking about this, in the, I think in the review pod last month, Jason, you're like, you'd be interested to hear my thoughts on this after me talking about Ratchet and Clank. Mm. And... I've enjoyed this more than I enjoyed Ratchet and Clank. Like even Ratchet and Clank rift apart, although wow. you can compare them in different ways. I mean, the humour in this for me is better, but I really like everything that Tim Schafer does. I mean, you've got you can see Tim Schafer in this kind of mm. coming from like Grim Fandango, from David Tentacle, from Full Throttle, and I think the idea of this came as part of the Full Throttle development. Mm-hmm. Um, but to take such a subject as mental health and make it so accessible and so funny and just make it something that's an easy thing to talk about. I mean, when you're going through the levels and going through these bands, essentially what you're doing, Lewis, because I don't think you 
played it um, is you're dealing with the what they class as the emotional baggage with the locked up thoughts you're blowing away the cobwebs you're yeah it's just That's such good. a fun take in this kind of thing um and you need to basically one of the things you need to do is you get through the level is find the tags so basically there's like luggage tags through the level and you'll find maybe like a hat box or a rucksack or something like that that you need to put the tag off to get rid of your emotional baggage. It's yep. it's so well done. You got I that, mean, it's um, just so funny. You've got that uh, piggy bank thing that runs around that you've got to catch, which yeah. uh, which has like a, an important memory inside that, that shares light on that particular character. Yeah. So it's quite a good, ingenious way of trying to give the, 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 the characters that uh, backstory for you to connect with them, this that's a little little bit more. Yeah, I was really uh, happy when Psychonauts got into Game Club for this month because I've wanted to play it for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. I was properly chuffed that it was <laughs> in Game Club. I was like, finally an excuse. Um, mm-hmm. But then, Sea of Thieves. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely, just grabbed me. That was it. Nothing a bit like when we, yeah, a bit like when we were Spiritfarer the month before. Where yeah. I just just yeah. wanted to play that all the time, um, and th- th- it's a shame in a way. You know, Psychonauts is definitely worthy of your time. Mm. Um, it's it's one of the older games that still can resonate now. Um, and if you, I mean, like I say, I think that's the only kind of gripes I had with it was the jump in sometimes, and the camera, um, which made me over jump sometimes, or yeah. you know, miss the platform, um, or couldn't quite see what I was doing, but. They're small niggles, and it didn't mm-hmm. really inf- affect the game all the time. Um, and it definitely didn't dishearten me to stop playing it. it it's not a game-breaking thing. Um, but the rest of it is, is great. Uh, we meant, um, kind of brushed over the humour of the game, you know, the, the writing and the characters that were created for this game were just amazing as well. Yeah, and it's even the variation in the gameplay, so like you, the kind of background of this story is you are Rasputin or Raz as he's known who is this gifted child who's been sent to the camp of, to be a psychonaut so what do they call him a oh I can't remember the term now what is it to refer to them I want to say like a Jedi but I'm so wrong <laughs> um, we'll take that <laughs> it's, it's basically you're kind of set out there to learn how to to learn your psychic powers, so he's there to to learn the different um, abilities that he has, like whether it's kind of telekinesis or levitation, invisibility, um, and to be ultimately become a psychonaut. But the kind of plot is that the camp's not everything it seems to be, and there's some kind of something going on underneath, and he's trying himself to work out what's going on here, but. Um, it just right from the beginning it engages you and you're like this little guy and you're rooting for him and you kind of clearly see that he's got kind of different issues as well and it kind of leans you into that probably my main gripe and it wasn't so much the kind of things you're saying Jason around the jumping although it, it did annoy me my thing was I, I struggled to follow the map and I think that's more of a that's bits that I haven't held up because they weren't very detailed the camp mm. I didn't find that easy to get around and work out where I was supposed to be going but it didn't really once I was there and I was in the level it didn't really matter um, no. but that was probably my biggest gripe on the game it's really annoying me what they get called now I'm going to need to try and find this <laughs> uh, 
Um, yeah, and and they created uh, an underground system, you know, for fast travel as well, with with the um, minecart thing, which was pretty cool, and you know, so so they did try to make it easier to navigate the camp, but I do know mm-hmm. what you mean. Trying to find the isolation section took me ages, and for a while I thought I was meant to be doing something at the boathouse. Um, but uh, obviously I was completely confused on what I was doing and just faffing around and finding arrowheads mm-hmm. and whatever and uh, not realising I needed to be in this other section of the camp uh, until much later. But um, the, the the game also, you know, mentioning the arrowheads um, has another aspect to it with with those used kind of currency where you can buy different pieces of equipment um, yeah. and also the uh, cards that you can also collect. I've forgotten what they're called. Um, well, um, what do you do with those? Uh, they, they help you to rank up, do they? Yeah, and I think it's just one of those kind of ultimate collectible platformer games, I think, for we need to try yeah. and get all of these. And it's yeah. just of its time again, about yeah. like, you know, trying to go through, say, trying to go through Donkey Kong and get all the letters as you're going through the level. It's kind mm-hmm. of that similar idea that they took from it. Um, I did in the lodge was jumping around and figured out that I could get on top of the the wooden uh, support beams of the roof and then I noticed there was this collectible thing on the other side and I think this is where I had issues with the jumping because I kept missing one of the wooden ledges to get over there and then I spent about 10-15 minutes constantly going up trying to jump over these wood beams and completely failing every time going back and trying again uh, to try and get this, whatever this special collectible was. And mm. and then I was like, fuck it, I can't be bothered. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it. I'm sure it's not that important. So, um, And that, that I think that was the kind of sections that I got quite frustrated with. But um, like I say, it wasn't, it's nothing. It's just of its time. Um, and there's nothing, nothing really more than can be said for that, really. What I'm expe- excited for is to see this in uh, uh, a modern gaming world. Yeah. But and psychedelic was the word I couldn't remember. Ah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> well done. Um, you got there in the end. I did. No, I, I, I'm so excited for Psychonauts 2 now. I mean, yeah. I think that game looks incredible. The previews have just come out as well, and it's getting that kind of... I was really quite surprised to hear the term Game of the Year mentioned around it, which can't be a bad thing. So yeah, I've listened really to a couple of pod- playing that game. Yeah, I've listened to a couple of podcasts where they've had uh, played previews of the game already, um, and they're saying that this is this could be the the sleeper hit of the year with what they've experienced of the game. Yeah, um, and and, I, and it doesn't surprise me after playing the first one now. Uh, and like I say, if they've if they bottled everything up from this first game and plonked it into a modern game, then it's going to be uh, amazing. Yeah, I just hope it doesn't suffer from fanboyism because it is a cross-platform game. Even though it's you're hearing it all on Xbox, it is coming out on PlayStation, and I hope it, the the fact it's made by Xbox doesn't stop people on PlayStation playing it because of, I think people should play Psychonauts 2 well if people are gonna if those people are gonna be like that then they don't deserve the the experience of such a great game Um, but yeah it's back to the original um, 
I don't really know what else to say about it really. It's just something that you really need to sit down and experience and, and try try yeah. to put those fears to one side before you play it and think, Oh, this is an old game, I'm not really gonna get on with it. Um and, and just give it give it a chance because it will surprise you. And you know, the the humour you know, even like when you go into someone's brain, you know, they've got this like um front door, haven't they, that they just stick on their head and then they open it. Yeah. And then you can just jump in. Um, it's just ingenious, uh, quite clever, and just very well, well, well written. Yeah. And I think probably one thing to mention is the level of design is incredible. Um, yeah. And the ve- each brain is very different. Like yeah. it's not. You've obviously got kind of common functionality and common abilities, but actually the design of each level itself is incredibly individual and, and tailored to that person. I think the characters mm-hmm. are so well thought out that it just works perfectly. Mm, um, and it has held up well. I mean, I think probably the cutscenes haven't held up as well as the actual game itself. I'd say the cutscenes are where you probably see the age a little bit more. Um, yeah, they're not they're not as fresh or bright. Um... Um, bright, uh, I guess, than that a new new yeah. game would be. It's kind of fuzzy, yeah. isn't it? And I suppose as well, each of us are playing it on um, next gen or sorry, current gen consoles now. So we've, it's also that kind of added element of auto HDR and stuff in there as well. So I'm not really sure. I haven't switched it off to see how much of a difference that's actually making, mm. but it probably definitely helps. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's definitely the best way of playing playing it now is on one of those consoles through game pass um yeah. Uh, yeah it'd be quite intriguing to go back and play it on on original hardware through through original means just just to see yeah. what that experience is like um but and that huge controller <laughs> yeah the controller the size of a that, house yeah because i was playing it and i was looking at it and i'm like what does that mean what does that mean and then i suddenly remembered there was black and white buttons in the original xbox mm-hmm. controller i completely forgot that yeah, I guess they didn't change. They haven't changed that, have they? From from the original one, so it's still showing all the original control buttons yeah. in the screen, which did confuse me a little bit on some some parts, and I had to just try and randomly hit a button until it did what I needed it to do. Yeah, which is a bit of a shame. I thought maybe Microsoft could have just jumped back in and just just yeah. ch- refresh those bits, but. But I suppose that's the thing. No, this isn't a. It's not a remastered game. It's just a backwards yeah. compatibility game. So it's. I guess any original Xbox back back game is going to be the same. Same to sixty to an extent. It's just the fact that once you got to that stage, the buttons have never really changed from the three sixty mm. era. It was only that slight change from the original Xbox to the three sixty. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely a game that I will continue playing uh, until completion. Uh, and then wait very excitedly for for the second one. Um, and knowing it's just going to hit Game Pass when it launches, it's just another uh, relief off the shoulders, isn't it? Yeah. Um, anything you want to add, Lewis? Nothing. I, I, I mean, he's a fan, he's a done a good job of kind of covering it. Um, just maybe want to play it more. Yeah. Um, I, I do want to play the second one. Yeah. But I want to play the first one first. Yeah, I think I think it's a good way to do that. You know, it just gives you a good introduction to the the, the world and what kind of um, characters and things that you're going to experience. Yeah, and I don't think it's a huge game. I think maybe about what, fourteen to sixteen hours, maybe. 
don't think it's even that long. Um, I it's think... certainly not a massive game. No, so it's not. So you should have plenty of time before um, 27th of August, I think. So, how long did you say it took? About 14 to 16 hours, potentially, oh, okay. to get through it. So, it's, it might, as Jason thought, maybe not quite as long as that, but um, plenty of time with it for over the next month to try and get through it. Um, I'm just checking um, how long to beat just to try and get a, um, a a true figure if I could spell psycho noughts. <laughs> there you go. Um, and I'm still struggling. <laughs> I think I thought, I thought after all this typing of this name that I would get it down, uh, but apparently not. I don't even know what I'm doing wrong here. Excuse me for one second. Maybe I'm doing it. Oh, there you go. I wasn't spending it right. Psychonauts, 12 hours, apparently, on how long to beat. Yeah. Not bad. Just for the main story. So, yeah, it's not going to take you a lifetime. It's not a 70, 80-hour beast of a game. So, yeah, very highly recommended. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Mark said on Discord that he's not played anywhere near as much as he would have wanted to, but it kind of blew him away for a game of its age. Well written, funny, looks good still. Yes, I agree, there are some camera issues, but they're forgivable. All games had shite cameras at that time. Yeah. Uh, need need to finish before the sequel, as I'm really hyped for that now. It was a cracking pick, Lelena. And speaking yeah, of, agreed. And speaking of Lelena, she said, Well, I'm definitely putting Psychonauts as my number one, as it's my favourite game of all time. I have to admit, I was a bit nervous to go back and play it, since I know that nostalgia can really fuzzy your logic. However, the only thing that stood out was the platforming and camera was a bit of a hindrance at times. However, the creativity and the level design and hilarious characters, fun collectibles, remained true to my memory. So that's good. Because like I say, you know, I've, I've gone back and played some of the older games that I've uh, held fondly from my childhood only to think well this was a bit shit wasn't it yeah. and just completely like soured that memory um, so I'm glad that didn't happen for her it's always a worry it is always a worry that that happens yep um, well that's that's our four games from July um, we're, we're, we're done we just need to obviously do the dirty work now and uh, come up with one game to go in our wall of fame um, I asked on Discord, I did a vote this month, Try just trialling it, just to see um, how that would work, and uh, we did get three votes for Psychonauts and two for Sea of Thieves, um, so that might play into contention depending on what we go through. Um, I want to do the ranking this month. Um, We'll see see how we feel uh, on each of these games, and they're all pretty good games. But um, yeah. so it's been I've been thinking about it all day on where I would put certain games, and I think that um, I kind of decided where my fourth and third were were going to be. It was just number two and one that I can't really make my mind up. Um, but let's start with our fourth pick um alex what would that be for you um it has to be worms mm -hmm. and for you lewis i mean i can't i can't i can't really uh it's hard for you because you've only played one of the games I've only but played one of the games but on the basis of 
playing games in the series before. Um, I'm not going to put Worms bottom. Okay. Psychonauts, I love the idea of playing. Um, so gotta go. I, I hadn't heard of it. It looks good, but I think, on the basis of nothing, that's gonna be my fourth pick. Sure, that's fair. Um, for me, it would be Worms as well, just because of the poor experience I had with it on multiplayer. Maybe if I had played some of the single player, maybe it would have changed my opinion on the game slightly. But I don't think it would have made me change it more, much more, to make me want to place it higher than fourth. Um, so that's where Worm sits for me. So I think uh, that that was our fourth mm-hmm. game at number four is uh, is Worms. For number three, Lewis, where would you where would you stick there? Uh, worms. Okay, fair fair play for you, Alex. Um, for me, it'd be Gorogoa, and I think this month it's de- definitely a top three rather than a top two and a bottom two. I think the three. Top three for me were three good games, um, so it's a it's a good number three for Gorogoa for me. Hmm. Uh, yeah, again, I I agree with you, Alex. Um, I think if this was placed in another month with maybe a couple of less uh, good games, maybe it would have ranked a bit higher for me. But um, it's it's nothing against the actual game itself. I mean, like we say, if the only bad negative thing that we can say about it is that the story was a bit confusing then you know that that speaks highly of of the the quality of the game but with the experiences i've had with other games this month um that's where it's going to sit for me as well number three um so number two uh for me personally is going to be sea of thieves um based on the Outrage. Outrage. <laughs> I can I can imagine I'm imagining the, the gif that you use in Discord now with that guy who's like going Rah! with his arms flapping around now. <laughs> outrageous. Yeah, was that the Lemon Grab from uh, Adventure Time, that's what that yeah, is. Yeah, that sounds about right. Unacceptable. <laughs> yes. Unacceptable. Um and although I've had great experiences and memories that will probably stay with have me. You? Have I, you I have. I have, Lewis. Yes. Um, I think the negatives outweighed the positives for me with this game to put it any higher than number two. We can't always agree on everything, Lewis. You know, it'd be boring you're otherwise, entitled, wouldn't it? You're, you're entitled to your opinions. Exactly. Even, even if they're wrong. Wrong. Better <laughs> <laughs> not come to me next time. Hey, look, I loved your pick of Super Mario World. I mean, come on. I know. I, I mean, that, I would have like, I, hope it, I don't know, praised you beyond belief, you know, for picking such a great game. So come on, give I us know, some slack. I know, I know, I know. Okay, okay. And it beat my Undertale, so. I know that, well, I was I was a bit worried, to be fair, like I said, on, yeah. the, on the playlist pod. Um, uh, uh, anyone else other than myself and Ryan, I think it might have, it might have gone the other way, but... Mm. Yeah, happy that happy Superman that is there. Up. Yeah, but uh, uh, Lewis, I can feel what your number two is. But please let us know. Uh, it's a psychonauts, of course. Alex, I'm not having a number two. You're not having a number two. No, no I'm having a one and a one point five. Ooh, <laughs> interesting. Ne- okay, neither of them deserve to be second. But okay. For me, it's just 
just Sea of Thieves. Just. As your as your one point five. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, and it's kind of as you said about going to go in any other month that would have won hands down, but I think I just clicked with Psychonauts. I mean, I really, really enjoyed playing Sea of Thieves. It's been good to finally play it. Um, and it's been a good, fun game to play together. Um, but it just there's just something special about Psychonauts. Fair. And fair. that's really it. Yeah. Well, that's your 1.5 and your number one, so... Uh... Yeah. Well, there's only one left. <laughs> yeah. Lewis, Sea of Thieves, obviously your number one. That's uh, my number one, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, I, had a, I had a great time playing that. Um, and I would have kept on playing it if like, Skyward Sword hadn't come out and I started playing that. And then you know what happened when I started playing <laughs> the Metroid Zero Mission, which yep. just seemed to be my focus for longer than what the game said I played um, yeah it's a game uh, I'm looking forward to going back in to diving back in nice to Thieves sure I'm sure I'm sure we will because of the the positive um, experiences that we have had in that game yeah will uh, hopefully make us want to go back to it at some point or another yeah depending on how much um, next month's multiplayer game grabs us I guess yeah um for me, number one, obviously, is Psychonauts as well, just for all the same reasons uh, from what I've already said and what Alex has said as well. So if that's true, you know, that for, for that basis, uh, that's two for Psychonauts on here and also Psychonauts wins on Discord. Um, so that makes Psychonauts our game of the month. Well done. Well done. Who would have thought it, right? Mm. No, it's a bit of a, bit of a surprise, and almost yeah. a runaway runner as well, to be fair. But a nice surprise, and yeah. it and it makes you uh, want to, I don't know, like try not to be so uh, negative about the older games, and at least try and play them first, especially from that era. I think. Of, of the original Xbox and PlayStation and N64, where the, where the 3D graphics were really coming in. Um, and, like, a lot of them you look at and say, oh, I can't play that because of the way it looks. But, you know, it, it yeah. really, really needs to be a bit more open-minded about it. And I think this is a, a pure uh, example of that kind of thing. And also an example of a game which basically failed when it came out. Well, we've seen as a failure, but has almost held or stood the test of time um, but and I think to remember like not to write off a game just because maybe there's been something said about it you don't quite agree with and just give games a chance mm. but this is the time double fine this is the time to go back and remaster this classic <laughs> come on we need to start the petition right now we need to start campaign, campaign, campaigning for it they need to go back, remastered this game for a brand new audience because it deserves it. Who's with me? Yeah. Yeah. Me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you never know. That might be one of those unnamed Microsoft projects in there somewhere. You wouldn't yeah, be surprised. You never, no, no, no. But they, no I mean, I, that's not what I want to happen now, Jason. Do you know what wants to happen? Go on. I want Microsoft to give Double Fine Banjo-Kazooie. 
Yes. I think that would be amazing. Perfect. They're the perfect, perfect, perfect. Yeah. Interesting. That would, uh, yeah, if Ray's, Ray have got no interest in, in making a new one, then yeah, give it to Double Fine, mate. Yeah, they'll do a grand job. Can you imagine the humour from Banjo and Kazooie from the from the Tim Schafer and, and the and the crew? Yeah, it would be amazing. I'm imagining it right now. Actually, I want it. I'm, so, I mean, yeah. I want I'd want it to go back to I forget the uh, Platonic, who are basically nineties rare. Mm-hmm. Um, give it back to them. Yeah, they could probably you know with ukulele, especially the Impossible Lair. I know that's more of a two D style scrolling game but they did have the 3d aspects in the map um and they did a, they did a grand grand job with that game yeah and Microsoft, we need to buy them first <laughs> not out of the question they have said they're looking for a family room a family studio well they had a family studio it was rare and they just turned it into cfe's um, developer yeah yeah which is a bit of a shame but considering their past um you know, I don't know what's going on with my brain. I just can't think of the words tonight. But um, just from their past games, um, experience that the they've pedigree. got. Their pedigree. Yes, Lewis, that's the, exactly the word I was looking the for. The exact word. The exact, perfectly exact word I was looking for. <laughs> yes. Their pedigree. Absolutely. I'm glad I could contribute to this podcast in some way. <laughs> You've com- contributed in many ways, Lewis, many ways. Mm. I said hello. Yes, that that's one way of contributing. I was going to say maybe not. Yeah, I'm not going to say anymore. Um, before we before we leave um, the game club, we're just going to quickly run through the games for August. Um, I've forgotten. I, I'm I'm prepared this month. I've actually written them down. <laughs> so uh, there's I no probably given you two. Um, this uh, okay. Well, there's no, there's no, there's no worry. There's no I'm an R in with this this month because I <laughs> I am prepared. I am actually slightly professional, and I have them in front of me right now. So there's 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 no worry. Um, and we've already mentioned one, and that's Super Mario World. Um, very excited to go back and play this. Um, yeah. I mean, I've I've played it on and off over many a times over the years. Um, never really gone back and completed it since back in the day um and i i did I, I do remember doing the whole 96 levels at that time but i've never really re um re, redone that achievement since so maybe this is the time to play to do that mm-hmm. um are you excited for this one alex i mean it's a classic it'd be nice to revisit it yeah a button I'm probably more, I'm more excited for, I'm more excited for one of the others. I mean, you have played Super Mario World, haven't you, Alex? Yes. Oh, okay. Thank God Not for, for that. a long time. Not for a long time, but yes, I've played. Okay, I was, I was nearly I mean, hovering on my, my, my biggest issue at the moment is I, my switch has not been switched on since I moved into this house, and I've now been here two months. Uh-huh. Outrageous. Absolutely <laughs> outrageous. You should be Un- checking me un- out. Un- unacceptable. <laughs> unacceptable. <laughs> I mean, if the Switch Island ever reappears, then I don't think you'll want me on it. Yeah, no chance. You it- at least need to play your Switch once every six months to get to get on that. <laughs> it's fine. We all go through these phases of playing something else before we realise our mistakes and go back. Yeah. Um, it's not a problem. And... Uh, you know, I assume you still have an active switch online service. 
No, I don't. Ooh. I don't. So I, 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 may, <laughs> I, I may need to deal with that. My one that I got free from Amazon Gaming is now finished. So um, I need to... I need to deal with that potentially. I mean, I do mm-hmm. have a Switch OLED on order. I have no intention of buying it, but I do have a pre-order <laughs> just in case. Just in case. Just in case. strange reason that I might want one. Oh, you um, know you're going to want one. It's going to be great. We'll see. Um, we'll see. I have one pre-ordered, but I'm still not quite sure how I'm going to finance it. And, <laughs> uh, but uh, I'm sure I'll deal with it when the time comes. Um, because in the good old-fashioned Nintendo way, they just dump a load of crap all at once at, at me yeah. and, and expect me to just find the cash to fork out for a brand new Switch console, a, a new Metroid game, and Amiibo. So, um, yeah. Um, but do you have a 3DS, Alex? No. Oh, okay. I was going to say, you could always just get it on that. for. Uh... I did have a 3DS, and I think I had a new CDS. Uh, I was one of these... I mean, probably I only really properly come back to playing games maybe last summer, so I'd gone through a stage of getting rid of all my old bits and bobs at the various points in time, which now I'm majorly regretting, but you know, maybe pick another one, or mm-hmm. maybe maybe jump maybe. in the bandwagon and get a 2DS XL. Lovely, um, lovely little machines, so uh, definitely yeah. worth the cash, I reckon. Because, I mean, I've only ever played... The very one of the very the original Metroid on the Game Boy. I don't think I've played any other oh. Metroid games. Wow. Yeah, you need to sort that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, given how many Metroid variants I've enjoyed recently, I think I do need to actually experience the original, don't I? Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Speak to your neighbour. Yeah. <laughs> speak to you. Speak to your neighbour. <laughs> well, I was disappointed when I was in at the weekend, and all they were bothered about was Stadia. <laughs> did you did you turn around and go Stardia? Stardia. Yeah. Um, our second game is Gang Beasts, which I'm quite oh, excited yeah. to look for uh, to experience. So that's quite good fun. Uh, that's our multiplayer pick for for August. Um, totally forgot about that. There you go. And that's the game that you're really excited to play. Finally. Um, well, I am. I'm interested because I I tried to play it just. With because it'll, it'll just send you in an online lobby with people, and I found it difficult. I'm not gonna lie, and I, I didn't play it very long uh, because I did find it. I didn't know what was going on. It's quite difficult to control, so I think um, playing it with people that I know is probably it will be a, ma- a massive benefit for it. Yeah, because we'll all be yeah, the same basically, and um, just yeah. laugh at each other. So yeah. yeah. Um, our next game is Sky Children of the Light. My pick. Oh, yeah. Got in. It's going to be the winner. Mm, well done. Um, might as well, you know, it's going. To, it's going to compete and beat Super Mario World. Yeah, I've got that downloaded. Downloaded that um, after the review, after the playlist pod. Nice. Um, I'm not sure. Same way. Um, where I'm going to play it? I might play it on my 3ds. Might play on the Switch. Who knows? Options. Mm. Is it also free on the 3ds? No, I paid for that. But oh, did you? Okay. Yeah. But anyway, back to Sky Children of the Light. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Journey-esque uh, game from that game company that's free. Um, I shall repeat, free to uh, download and play. And um, uh, another reason to get the Switch going again, Alex? Yeah, well, I have. I did go into the eShop and I have purchased it and told it to download. So that might be there. Might be. Might, we'll see. 
<laughs> you told it to download you. He's like, right, download it. Yeah. Um, and uh, just to confirm on on here that our Discord 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 um, vote. Oh, you just reminded me what the last one is. <laughs> um, winner was the ascent, just beating Horace Ooh. marginally. Yeah, once more we tried Horace and it still failed to get into the club. Yeah. Well, um, I'm really not disappointed about that because I'm really rubbing my hands together for this one. <laughs> I've been looking forward to it since the Xbox showcase last summer and can't wait to get into this and it looks so good. It still quite um, can be labelled as a, a multiplayer game as well, I guess, because we can yeah. play this as a Four co-op. Players. But um I did play it, I did play it, I did look at the trailer for the game and it does look quite good actually, I'm quite interested to, I'm quite looking forward to playing it, Um, because it's quite cyberpunk-y and uh, just just to be able to play a decent cyberpunk game in in 2021, probably be a good thing, so. Um, Are you excited, are you going to deep dive into this one Alex, Uh, Alex sorry, Lewis? I don't know. I think I'll, I'll I'll download it and I'll play it. Um, I've not from what I've seen on the trailers, it's not. I don't think it's my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. But it's on Game Pass, so I'll give it. I'll, I'll give it a go. I'll give it the same college try as I gave the other three games from July. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I th- I don't think the Ascent is the first game I'm going to go into from this pick, um, but it will definitely be one that I give a go. Definitely. I know quite a few people are looking forward to it because even before it was a game club game and I remember maybe a couple of months ago it was Ethan and Lilina both looking forward to it too so we should manage to get a few people yeah, yeah playing so. it hopefully land on Thursday yeah um, and that's well that's it um, we're all done here guys we can um, we can we can go to bed now so uh, excellent yeah uh, thank you thank you for joining me I do really appreciate it um Please, Alex, tell the good listeners where we can find you on the internet. Um, probably find me most active in the Crossplayer Discord. Nice. Um, but other than there, on Twitter at ssalex984. Nice. Skyward Sword Alex. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just, just tap me against your switch and see where you end up. <laughs> uh, Lewis. Please let us know. I'm sure we all know where to find you right now, but please refresh our memories. Yes, at the Wilsonite on Twitter, and also being a general gobshite in Discord. Of course, wouldn't expect nothing less. Mm. Um, you can find me at Game Jason UK, also in the Discord, just being annoying. And uh, I need to get the rest of those gamer Jasons from the glo- the, I know. <laughs> the globe. Yeah, together. <laughs> Still need to get on that. Yeah, definitely. Should um, all should all have a feast off and gang beasts. Yeah, that'd be quite interesting, wouldn't it? Yeah, I like that. Maybe as long as your skills are better than FIFA Jason, you should be okay. <laughs> That's low. <laughs> Who invited this guy on? Honestly, <laughs> not next time. Definitely. Um, any final words before we we go? I think you've said everything. Don't worry about it. All that's left for me to say is, are you ready? Are you ready for the next challenge? Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.